0: the 28th of April the year of our Lord 2023. It's just gone half past 10 here in the UK. So I've had lots of messages over the last month asking where our favourite Welsh wizard, Mr Roy Davis, is. Well, I'm delighted to say he's right here now. Good morning, Roy.
1: Hi, hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. More importantly, where have you been?
1: Well, um, I did say a few months back, Lou, that I was dropping really a lot of, uh, I come off Facebook, I come off a lot of the social media now, and I'm really concentrating on, uh, on written work. You know, I've put six or seven papers up. I've written you know, over 75,000 words in the last, you know, six, eight weeks, 10 weeks. And there are, we've got, I've got discussion papers among friends of mine who are reading them now. Uh, it takes a lot of work you know, uh, the, the books you've got to read, the research you've got to do, and the readjustment to your thinking and your thought patterns. You know, I'm just, uh, I'll give you an illustration. I'm reading a book uh, by Michael Hudson, The Collapse of Antiquity. And uh, it's a brilliant, it's a second work, but it's a brilliant piece of work uh, in the sense that it, it, he's explaining where really, where the cabal emanated from in antiquity, and how the issue of credit has always plagued and brought down the systems through Rome, uh, Ottoman Empire, Dutch Empire. You know. it's a really good piece of work, and it, it, he leaves open questions, and I'm having to adjust now. I have to change things, go back to my notes. And uh, really, I think, from my point of view, the issue of, uh, of, of, of putting material up like I used to do, well, you know, there are a thousand different channels, you know, debating on uh, whether uh, this individual is a white hat or this individual is dead or is the years are different on this photo and the lip is different than that. But, yeah, well, good luck with that, you know. He, and the, many of them do that, and many of them are around the X22 point of view. And you know, I haven't got a problem with that. It's just that for me, that doesn't address anything. Uh, really, it's gazing around your navel after, after a period of time. And uh, so I'd rather have a stab individually at what I think is going to happen. And the, the point of the papers is, is that I put them forward. I, I will release them all, but some, you know, six or seven, they're not ready to be released yet. Uh, if I release them people will say you've gone bananas Roy so I'll hold them back but I will be doing I'm in the middle of doing another paper which I'll get out in the next week or two and they're discussion papers Uh, and uh, I understand that people (laughs) they're not used to reading uh, over a long period of time and it's difficult nevertheless I think it's really important not from the perspective of myself by the way but for others you know there are very, very good people on Substack now, you know, which I which I read. And I'm really happy that they're there because they weren't recognised uh, you know, two or three years. Well, so Substack didn't, uh, sub, wasn't around them. But over the last two or three years, there are now key players which are coming round to uh, addressing real issues and, and are pointing the way forward. You know, and you've even got... Uh, people. There, there's one... I, I, I discussed a number of... Uh, people who run their own channels and, uh, you know, some of the discussions have been sharp and to the point. Uh, but, you know, I find out that the, that the newer, fresher channels now, which they might, have, might not have hundreds of thousands of people following them, but they're putting out material, which is, uh, which is exemplary, by the way. You know, the, uh, one in particular, which I've actually, uh, I read and I've had discussions with, you know, Karen Gordo is really good. I don't agree with everything, but the majority of what she says is spot on, and she elucidates it. Well, and it's not just her. Aaron Gone is really, really good uh, as well. So there are, for me now, it's allowed me to move away from, in inverted commas, my infancy in regard to, uh, to, to Q, in regard to the Q drops and prognosis, Donald Trump uh, elections, which, you know, all, re- all maintain their relevance. In and of themselves are very important, and we will, and they will be addressed. But if I was to be honest, ninety-five percent of Q now really isn't following what's what's taking place on a world scale. Hence, the reason why there are no Q drops. You know, the the, the majority of uh, of politics, of, of geopolitics, of uh, you know, the financial developments are outside of the U.S. now really outside of Britain as well, apart from uh, the despairing fall that's taking place. You know, the, you know I read with interest that the key advisor to the Bank of England made a remark yesterday that uh, people must accept that they're going to get poorer. Yeah, I so this is Yeah, this is staggering. What he didn't say was that he was at uh, a dinner the week before where he extolled that it's been the greatest year in 70 years for corporate finance in Britain and America. So, you know, In a way, he's doing his job. He's uh, he's protecting and uh, and uh, putting forward his paymasters, and he's making us. You know, there's a transfer of wealth from the masses through to them. And you know, it's in that light where I want to concentrate my views on now. Not not in the immediate period, not around players and individuals, but around what 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 are the trends, what are the developments that are taking place, with a perspective that's not. You know, etched out into 2030, 2050. But on the other hand, doesn't like I like I said a few years ago, it's going to end this year. It's going to end this year. Well, no, you know, events determine uh, the time, uh, the timing, and timing is the most difficult thing to put your finger on. And given that I've been burnt on it uh, with it uh, over the years, on a number of occasions now, I'm very sort of. Uh, I don't really want to get into that game, but on the general processes that are taking place, uh, on a world scale, uh, in, in, within the WCC countries and uh, the BRICS countries, you know, they're, they're, it absolutely needs developing, but not only developing, it needs explaining. And I understand, you know, somebody said to me, "I oh, reading those papers, is just like reading, you know, double dash remit, can't understand it. Well, you know, that's my, that's on me. And, uh, you know it, 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 it's not a fault of anybody's reading it it's the fault of the writer and the writer can't explain it. it it shows the level of capabilities of the writer and in a sense you know i'm learning as well and hopefully i'll be able to get it over in a far more simpler manner than i've done in the past so that's a long answer to a very short question that's
0: great um Roy, i want to just touch so tucker now, I've just I've adored Tucker, you know, I was delighted when he went over to Fox. Um, I think he's great. Um, he did a great interview with the up and coming, the cool kids uh, podcast on full send. I saw clips of that this morning. It was outstanding. Um, he really gave them a load of truth that, you know, he's now woken up. He's always been in media and now he's woken up and actually realized what the media is you know, and he's not holding any punches. Um, he's gone. He's going to go on to big, huge, better things. There's no doubt about that. Um, Dan Bongino has also got let go as well. What are your thoughts on the whole Tucker?
1: Oh, yeah, I agree with what you just said, Lou. But I think Tucker Carlson, uh, nothing happens as an accident or a coincidence. And I think bigger things are around the corner for, for Tucker Carlson. You know, he's an individual. I don't know if it did. I don't get into a good guy, bad guy. But I take him on what he's saying. You know, I I watched the Heritage Foundation where you know he explained that uh, he came out without without any higher education, he didn't like school. His father was in the CIA. He 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 he, he, he actually uh, said he, um, I went and applied, didn't get in, and he explained how he went from the Heritage Foundation to uh, Kansas where he was a reporter. It's quite interesting at the time of the Clinton, uh, Clinton machine. And then he, uh, he explained then his, his transformation from uh, support in 2003, the Iraq war and the intervention. And he said, you know, I, I had a gut feeling, but I still attacked the people. And I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry for what I did. And I was still wrong in what I did. And, you know, he explained he went to Iraq. And uh, he saw what had taken place in Iraq. And that was it. That was his... Uh, his road to Damascus, I think, that's what he was trying to say. That was his Pauline conversion, where he wasn't going to take it uh, forward anymore. He wasn't going to believe everything that was told to him. He wasn't going to read out the four o'clock uh, memos from, uh, from the CIA that came around every broadcaster uh, on cable news network and TV in America, same in Britain and, and in all the WCC countries. So you, you have a situation, if you get up to date, where you know, Tucker Carlson is one of the very few well, there the very few commentators on TV that's not just denounced the neocons, but has exposed them for what they really are. You know, there's a the fifth column. He yeah. uh, didn't it, pull it, any
0: it, punches. I mean, he used to be straight on to Lindsey Graham. I mean, he's yeah. vicious. But there's one thing I did want to bring up. There was apparently a WhatsApp message going round where he. Said that Sidney Powell was the c-word. Apparently, he asked her to come on, and uh, she never got back to him. Or, you know, there, there was some some big issue with Sydney Powell. Did you hear anything about that? Because I thought Sydney Powell was well, one of the good guys.
1: Well, that's why I don't get into good guys or bad guys, Lou. Especially well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. for that reason. But, but he, he, I I actually watched that last night, it quarter past two in the morning. I was doing my reading. I thought. Somebody sent it to me, that, oh, he was, he, I thought, oh, I'm usually asleep at that time. You know, I usually fall asleep. but I thought, oh, I'll have a look at it. And then I watched that Sydney Powell interview. And to be fair, Tucker Carlson, he gave her all the opportunities he needed. and uh, he, he wasn't abrasive. He, he listened to her and, yeah, he was sceptical on it. And she said, well, I've got the evidence. And uh, he said, will you send that to us? Will you send us the evidence? We'll get you back on. We'll discuss it. Yeah, yeah, she said. Well, he came back then. uh a week later, and said, you know, we've, we've sent off uh, emails and you know, tried to talk to her. We haven't had the evidence. And a month later, he said, well, what's this all about? This one. And she did have it. And she, I, the point is, I believe undoubtedly that she has the evidence. There's no doubt in my mind that Sidney Powell has the evidence. But for a reason that I don't know, because I'm not in, uh, if you like, I don't know. You know, I'm not in that hierarchical structure. It was at that at that level? It was decided that she shouldn't give it to Carson. that Carson wouldn't be at that level, so he got annoyed. And you know, many's the time that I've been discussing with people, and uh, you know, if somebody's asked me off the record, I'm a friend, and I said, oh, "Jesus Christ, that was ridiculous." And I might have said to the person, "Okay, I accept your point," but yeah, you know, I said, "Mother, why, why did they make that bloody point? That that was lo-. so." I don't know, you know, and you swear as well when you, when you don't think that, you know, you don't expect your conversations to be uh, tapped and you don't expect them to come forward or you don't expect friends to release emails. Of course, I've, I've learned from that over the years and I very rarely put anything into print nowadays on that basis. But, you know, Carlson said in his interview that, uh, you know, truth triumphs, triumphs all. Uh, you know, the, the lie will be defeated. And he said, you know, yeah, I'm a liar. I've been a liar. I'm a liar. We're all liars, but we all there is a higher truth about all humans. And I thought that was that's a really really good statement because it's a real it's a real a a, real, a statement of a realist. But if I get back to to Tucker Carlson, I watched his interview when he interviewed Donald Trump, and that was a really good interview a few weeks back. Really really good interview. And uh, you know there's there's some. Uh, Text about suppose he supposedly said about Donald Trump. Well, Trump is sitting in, in his stride, you know, because he would have made similar types of comments about similar people during the course of, uh, you know, the years that have gone by. But the point I'm coming to is, after he interviewed Trump, he then interviewed RFK Jr. Now, that was really interesting because he, uh, with Trump, he listened, agreed what Trump was saying about the rhinos, about the, uh, you know, in particular, he agreed with Trump that, you know, Trump said that you asked him the mandatory question, you say World War III is coming. And Trump said, yeah, World War III is coming. You know, <laughs> he, I tell everybody it's coming because it's coming. And uh, Tuck Carlson said, well, you've been right on most things that you said like that. And he said, well, uh, what is your stance then? Uh, you obviously, we're we going to war with China. Well, hang on. You know, Trump said, hang on a minute. You know, the, the people who are prosecuting this war are the same people who have prosecuted illegal wars you know, uh, uh, over the last 20, 30, 40 years ago. He didn't go through it specifically, but it came down to the fact that he said, look, I think the real enemy is the people who've weaponized the Department of Justice. I think the real enemies are the people who've uh, rigged the elections, are the child traffickers, are the gangs, are the fentanyl gangs. And what he was saying was the real enemy was the enemy within. And Tucker Carlson agreed with him. Now, similarly, you get now RFK, Jr., is for peace. Same as Trump, they stand, there's not, you you really can't get a, you you can't get a cigarette paper between on the issue of Ukraine, China, because RFK, it's absolutely obvious. This is a, this is a man who's uh, seen his father executed, okay, Sirhan Sirhan, but that was planned execution by the deep state. And he's seen his uncle. His head blown off, and RFK knows he knows all about it. he knows the deep state of guilty, he knows what they are. So he identifies the same as Trump, maybe from a different perspective, but he realizes that the enemy is within. So, the, see, I, I was just struck by the interviews, I was struck with Tucker Carlson and the way he handled the interviews because when I looked at Han- I listened to Hannity. Oh. And I, and I listened to uh, Mark Levin. You know, they tried to trap Trump. You know, if, if, if they, did, they didn't have the chutzpah to say to him, oh, you're not a patriot if you don't support us. But that's what it's going to come to. And, you know, it's really, it's had me thinking. That, uh, Trump, Trump's got to counteract this. And he, he's going to stick to the enemy within. I've got, you know, this is the president who ended the endless wars. And, he's, you know, he's for peace. He's, he's absolutely strident. It wouldn't have happened. You know, he says the, the Ukraine would have happened had I been uh, President of the United States. You know, I got on well with Putin. He wouldn't have dared do it. And there's truth in that. And why wouldn't he have dared to do it? Because he wouldn't have had to. Because there was a buffer there. There was no question of Ukraine joining NATO with Trump around. And he, he says the same with Xi. You know, he's a smart guy. This wouldn't have happened on my watch. And it wouldn't have happened on uh, the watch. Because, you know, first of all, China would have had no conception about going into Taiwan. But Trump absolutely overwhelmingly agreed with the one China policy. It was not an issue. But of course, the neocons made an issue. But what was concerning me, thinking about Trump, was, my God, he's going to be on his own here. And I wondered then about the mass consciousness, the great, the great awakening of the, of the public power that's taking place now. I wondered, would it be swayed? Is this another move now by, uh, by the deep state where they're going to come out maybe smelling the roses? But Tucker, Tucker's demise and being removed, and JFK coming into the scenario, I began to think about it, and I thought, "Wow, this ain't so bad. this ain't so bad uh, as I once thought it were. Because let's let's get let's get back to what, was, what I'm trying to get get to the point. There's not a you know RFK says, "Ah, oh, well, you know, I'm standing for the presidency of the United States for the Democratic Party." Great heritage, you know, a dynasty, went through uh, John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. You know, there's an historical link, if you like. If Camelot ever was, then that was it. And there's an affinity with Americans, with his, with his family. So he was, he was, he's on a roll when he says, but what's the, what's the first thing that the DNC does? Well, the DNC says, oh, well, there's going to be no primary debates. No debates between candidates. And I'll tell you this. I'll be very surprised if uh, RFK Jr. gets any airtime at all in the run-up to the primaries. He it will be as if he doesn't exist as far as the mass fake media concerned, with one exception, which I'll come to now. But then have a look. Well, remember what I said about Trump? The DNC is not his. It's not in his control. Uh, sorry, the uh, RNC, Republican National Committee. It's not in his control. He put forward two candidates. They, they were annihilated <laughs> in, the, in the votes for, for key positions. He offered Rona McDaniel, which is uh, the, the niece of, uh, of Mitt Romney, he said, to her, "You know, I, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my backing." No, thank you," she said. "You might affect the vote." That she said, "That was a lie because it was, it was built in." You know, she won it by seventy votes. So she would have not it by seventy votes. But she didn't want, the she didn't want the support of Donald Trump. Donald Trump supporters didn't make it. And then Ronald McDaniel came up with that statement. Oh well, I'm bringing uh, that ruling that that we tried to perform in 2016, where all candidates, if they don't make it, have to support the nominated candidate, which by the way, would then mean that they couldn't stand as an independent because of the loser laws across the states. You know, Trump said, I wouldn't sign it in 2016 and he was asked, I'm not going to sign it in 2020 in 20, for the 2024 election. So on the face of it, I could see RFK Jr. He's not going to get there because Joe's going to, by the way, I'll come to that. It's not Joe. He's gonna, Whoever the candidate is uh, for the for the for the Democrats is going to have a roller coaster ride. It's not going to be RFK. Trump at at the moment of his uh, at the moment of his choice, I think that uh, Donald Trump will uh, he'll just he'll move away. He'll leave. Now, what you got to remember about these two candidates is this: all the other candidates. Uh, in, in, uh, 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 are, are all in, linked one way or another to the, to the deep state. But you've seen Donald Trump going round with rallies of a hundred thousand, a ninety thousand. Well, those those rallies you can quadruple them by. But the bit that really struck my thinking was, I think RFK is going to go on the stump. I think he's going to. Fight. I think he's going to do what Trump is doing. I think he's going to go into what the neocons think is their strongholds, and whereas he's isolated on the TV and isolated on the media. I think he's going to go straight out, you know, pick the box up, put it on the floor, and start speaking, as it were. And I think that RFK Jr. will have huge, huge crowds comparable to Donald Trump. So you'll have those these two people, these two patriots, because they're both patriots, by the way, putting forward their viewpoints. Now, yeah. Like I said, the key issue going down six eight months time is going to be China, World War Three. It is, and what you're gonna ha- what you've got there is unanimity on that issue, virtually between the two candidates. Now there are things which sets them apart, and that would be that. Uh, 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 45 because of support for the warp speed, where uh, RFK has been adamant about and uh, correct on the issue of the kill jab, and it was done. And then you have uh, RFK Jr. support for climate change, where Trump is, is absolutely correct. So, what am I getting at? Well, I'm getting to this. You see, uh, I can actually envisage they're going to get massive support of the people. Massive rallies. They're going to get an echo in the media and the press, especially when Trump is no longer a candidate. And, you know, it'll be. I think he he will say, I'm going to stand as independent. Definitely. Patriot, I'm going to stand. He's not going to not say he's not going to stand. So I think that that will come. And uh, they'll be looked with ridicule, you know. No, independent has ever won. No third-party candidate, Trump, has ever won. The forty-fifth president of the United States has stepped away. You know, you can imagine what they'll put up against Trump. Nevertheless, I think he, I think he will do that. Now, step in Tucker Carlson. You see, when you've got no debates in the Democratic Party. And I don't believe there's many candidates going to stand in the Republican primary. I think he would be down to uh, DeSantis, probably. He'll get the nomination. And uh, you, the nomination for, uh, for the Democratic Party, I think, will probably be someone like Newsom. Because I don't believe that, uh, that uh, Joe will be around. The, you know, the wagons are circling around his son uh, in regard to the laptop. The evidence that's coming out now is absolutely overwhelming. And uh, there'll be incredulity. The media are not going to touch it, but the masses now know about it. They're conscious of it. And, you know, they'll know that if they put Joe up, then uh, DeSantis, or maybe uh, the the fear would be that Trump will walk through. He'll get in. So, you know, I think you're going to have a different candidate. But nevertheless, I think where Tucker Carlson will come in is that Tucker Carlson will try and bring Trump and RFK around the table for debates and you're going to say, well who's going to do it? Well come in CNN or someone like CNN look, I noticed that the CNN uh, eO he's dumped Don Lemon, he's dumped the lefties. he's getting rid of them. Now if someone like Carson you build a public platform by the way, you'll have a voice you can imagine. Our uh, fox will uh, will go down the tubes. By the way, from now on, they'll just become like the rest of them. You can imagine if Tucker Carlson says that he's going to host it. It wouldn't surprise me at all if CNN said, "Well, go on then, as an independent production." We, yeah, okay, we'll uh, you will know, we'll, uh, we'll purchase that of you. And because why would they do that? Because it will bring politics, politics of the people to the people. Whereas you know, possibly. 10 million might once, uh, uh, you know, I think, was a high point of watching a debate between uh, the opposing candidates. i tell you this. If this comes about, you have 100 million people. Now, the, you see, why I think it's critical and it could develop is because in the first interview, you are going to have a situation where there will be opposition. But the character and nature of the interview will be in the spirit of the old style, where the candidates meet, shake each other's hands, Tucker Castle and gives them that time. They don't jump in. It's very friendly. They shake hands after us. We've got our disagreements. We'll, we'll look forward to the next debate because they'll be structured. You know, you could have one on the, it'll encompass to job, and then you'll have one that might encompass the second one, encompass climate debate. And at that time, you know, if, Fauci will be found out. Fauci will be found out. Al Gore will be found out. So the answers will be there. Because what I'm trying to get at is, you know, if you had that type of development on the third debate, you'd have a situation where you can imagine Tucker Carlson saying, well, there's not much to uh, divides you, gentlemen. <laughs> You're both patriots. Uh, you both have these positions. And, you know, it might be fairly story-time. But I definitely could see, some, Trump is a, is, 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 a, is a brilliant, incisive individual. You know, what price? A patriotic ticket, because he won't be getting there for the, uh, for, for, for the Republicans. What price? Donald Trump looking, Robert Kennedy straight in the eyes and saying, well, do you want to be my running mate? And you don't, I don't know. In that environment, in that time, you know, it, it, it sounds cloud cuckoo land today. But in the period we're going into, I think it's a scenario that I could see developing. Will it develop? I don't know. But I I just think more things, uh, there there are no accidents, no coincidences. All things are meant to be. And this, uh, for me, uh, is one route uh, that that it could definitely develop around the lines in which uh, which I've outlined. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'll put it out for discussion. You know, I just, uh, uh, in regard to the election, you know, I don't think the election takes place, by the way. yeah, I'm, 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 I, I, And Trump himself, well, Mark Levin said, you know, he, he answered this way, 2024, 2025, presidency, that's a long, long way off. I don't know, he said, you know, well, you know, we'll see what happens. In other words, he, he held it open. Now, he's done that before, but it's the, uh, it's the crisis in the system. Uh, and geopolitics, world finances, uh, can it survive this long now? Because I don't want to, uh, uh, maybe we're going to uh, uh, again. But the fact of the matter is, I could definitely see this type of development, de facto development taking place outside of the main media. And uh, I just think that these two individuals, they're going to they're gonna step on the platform. They're going to catalyze. The whole of, uh, of America, <laughs> they're going to blow away the rhinos and they're going to blow away the neocons. They're going to cut it down to brass tacks of where they stand. And they'll find that there's not much that divides the patriots. There's more that unites them. So, you know, that's something, Lou, I've just been thinking about over the last day or two. I might be way off the mark, and I probably am, but nevertheless, you did ask me what I thought. Yeah, I
0: want to touch on just a couple more things, Roy. Um, I want to touch on the movie. Okay. So, what's going on?
1: The movie. Well, uh, I, 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 <laughs> it's interesting you say that because I've noticed the attacks that come in more and more yeah. on, on Q supporters, and uh, particularly when they mention it's a movie. It's uh, coming out. Are you, are you mad? You know, I I listened uh, I listened to a podcast and uh, the guy said, you support the plan. And the guy, I can't remember, the individual, was in the background, but I thought i us listen, listen to it, let was just some work. And the guy said, yeah, I support the plan, I'm a Q supporter. So you support millions being killed by the jab, do you? Uh, no, no, I don't support that. But, you, well, you do. You support Trump, do you? And the guy went into some Q, he went into some Q... Uh, jobs, which obviously hadn't taken place. And you can see the guy sort of wilting under pressure. But what he should have done, in my opinion, was explain what the movie really is. And to do that, you, you have to have an historical uh, viewpoint. You know, the cabal goes back thousands of years. And uh, one of the things I've learned from the collapse of antiquity is that I had the wrong stance vis a vis. Uh, pardon me, uh, Caesar. You know, if I uh, I understood uh, the Catiline conspiracy, and I knew that that was good, they were the Catiline brothers, the good guys. I didn't realize that Caesar was with them. And what do I mean by that? Well, uh, I, it, it is uh, it's it, it's quite, it's quite relevant. Um, it was a question of uh, the removal of kingship from Rome. Anyway, uh, maybe I, I'm I'm going too far. Uh, the wrong way. You know, I'm taking you down to antiquity and I shouldn't because I should stick with the, the relevant issue. So, the movie we won't go back uh, historically to antiquity, but let's go back to JFK. You know, JFK makes an attempt at a peaceful removal of the cabal. Well, we know how it ends. Um, but, but I think I've said it before from that moment on, he had a, his, his team, the his, his team around him, he called the Q Team. I think that from that point on, the key players came together and they said, right, well, we tried it, we tried it the peaceful way, and they, and, they, and they took away one of our favorite sons. So now, over the ensuing 60 years, the, the movie has been unfolding. That's, that's the point. Now, come to the cue drops. There's a cue drop which says that uh, they picked Trump. The military picked Trump. I'm not sure that that is the case because I think Trump has been in on this, this plan since being a very young man. And I could go into detail why why I think that, but I'm going to leave that out as well. But nevertheless, there is a drop which said that uh, had they rigged the election, then the military would have stepped in. They would have stepped in and done what needed to be done. Now, that would have uh, meant... Civil war in America, civil war in, in, in the Western world. whatever. would have, there's no doubt about it. There would have been tremendous loss of life. And it would have taken literally decades and decades to get back uh, a society which uh, it would have entered the netherworld on the basis that the military would have done it. But why? Because the mass of Americans was, uh, were not asleep or comatose and would have seen it under the aegis of the fit media as an attempt, as a dictatorship, a fascist dictatorship, it would be trained like that. So they they didn't What what Q was saying was we were prepared to do it. We weren't prepared to let it go. We weren't prepared for her to come to power. We weren't going to let her get the eight years to finish off the planet. Now, so they, in a in a sense, what does Q tell us? Q tells us that what the good guys did over a period uh, of a few, uh, uh, 10, 12, I don't know, a period of time, was they took the head off the snake. They took out the leading families. Now, they took them out way before Donald Trump came to power, way before. Now, the issue is then, you know, can you get these players to play with you or do they play against you? Now, I, I should say, I should, at this moment in time where it's been done in America, it's without doubt that uh, the good guys also had their bases and and consolidated their bases in Britain, France, Germany, Spain, Italy, Australia. And I think the good guys are there and they're in and I believe that you know the head of the snake was, was taken out in all these countries. but but the point is this that that people miss. It's it couldn't be then just because it will go on and we' we'll, now we'll we'll change society now, then we'll tell them the truth. You couldn't do that. And the idea, take COVID. COVID was in the planning. We know it's in the planning now for 20 years, 30 years or more. But there are historical writings which show that the likes of, uh, I can't remember the old Neanderthals now, but you know it was a case where, where uh, you know, the Microsoft guy in 2010 Uh, was speaking about it, where the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization in 2012, 2015, they were putting forward about uh, this thing that could come forward. So how could the good guys stop it? We weren't in control. If you like, we took the head off, but you're talking about millions of people. You're talking about uh, the mass media, the justice departments, the institutions of government, the militaries, the mass of those. We're still under the thrall of, of, of the deep state, of the cabal. Yeah, we had taken the leaders out, but it takes time. It takes time then to turn the ship around, to get the right people in the right places, but more importantly, to wake up the public, to, uh, if you like, to uh, invigorate the, the public power. That's what the Great Awakening is, where the masses, We'll see uh, what what is taking place. We'll understand what is taking place. We are in that now. We're in that period of time. In regard to the Q drops, well, Q himself stated that many of the drops were disinformation, misinformation. But what he implored all the way through was that we should think for ourselves. Now, there have been very few Q drops in the last few years. 95% 95% or 98% of all Q drops deal with America. They don't deal with BRICS. They don't deal with the Ukraine war. They don't deal with Taiwan. They don't deal with the Middle East, with the de-dollarization. And they couldn't. If they did, that would literally have given the game away. You know, we I I tried and I thought. And people like me thought, oh, I can work this out with the cue drops. We can. No, but that was impossible. You're only getting one part, one part, one part of the strategy. Now, while Trump, these, these three years, nearly four years, have exposed totally and are exposing totally the role of the district cabal, the future they wanted for us, not just in America, but also in the Western cabal-controlled countries, you know, echoed by that banker, you know, get used to being poor while we maximize profits for, 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 for our masters. But then have a look. In that period of time that that's taking place, now there is a, a viable economic uh, system coming into place where the, uh, where, where the sovereign rights of a nation state are primary, where the rights of nations to self-determination uh, are key, where, where, where the money, that's, this is the key point, that the money, the fiat money produced, even in these countries, are in the hands of public banks, of governments. Yes, in a, in a distorted way, they're then in the hands of the populations of those governments. It will become much, much clearer, and it is becoming clearer every day. You know, there's a simple, simple way to explain this. And that is, you see now central banks buying gold. Yeah. You see them buying gold left, right, and center. And the Financial Times puts it on the front page. Central banks buying gold. You know, CNN. Central banks buying gold. Bloomberg. Central banks... But America hasn't bought one ounce of gold. Why is that then? Because if America buys any gold, it is as the holder of the reserve currency saying that its reserve currency is no longer of any import. They're having to buy gold. They would have to buy gold as a backup to the falling dollar, fading dollar. So you have countries like America, Canada and Britain not buying any gold. But then when you look at Germany, France, Italy, Spain, the pigs countries, are oh, they buying gold. But where's the mass of gold being bought by? The mass of gold is being bought in the BRICS countries, in the Middle East, Africa, South and Central America. They're amassing gold. And fortunately for the Kaaba, it's also where the greatest industrial base on the planet is, China, now let's not forget this, China's manufacturing industrial capacity is twice that of Europe and America combined. And little little do people realize, and they will begin to realize, it will burn in on them, Statista, 2023, Russia will overtake Germany as an industrial power. That's breathtaking, by the way. They've been in two two years of war, yet they will be a greater economic power than Germany. You have a scenario building up now where all power is concentrated in the heartlands. Where the diminution of the global economy is most seen in the WCC countries. Because yeah, America is the most powerful country in the world, if you include the financial oligarchy, the financial casino economy. I'll reiterate, China that's 126 million people working in manufacturing and productivity. America had 12 million, but Shadastat is saying it's less than 9 million. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Britain under 2 million. Compare and contrast. Oh, yeah. One and two in regards as financial powers on the planet, but their financial powers. They're like the man behind the, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Their financial powers over paper money, which is collapsing all around them. So the, so the alternative is there. What we've got to do and what's being done is we've got to get the grips as a mass. That public power that I've talked about isn't yet, we haven't yet got, got that understanding. We're still taking shit left, right, and center, but it is changing. But how do you, how do you parenthesize what's coming for the, for, the, for the WCC countries and the masses? I'm not going to deal with the cabal, yeah, because they're finished. <laughs> with limited understanding, the game is over for these people. But for the masses, you could liken it to... Um, yeah. Let me see. I'll tell you what, it's, a, it's like a detox. It's like when a drug addict comes off, uh, he detoxes or he or she detoxes. It's a very painful period, as I understand. You know, it's a hell of a period to get free of the damn thing. Well, you know, we've had the good life. I'm not talking about us individually, but as a collective, in the WCC countries, you'd say that the mass of people have had uh, the good life. They've lived the first world. Uh, you know, we've had the luxuries at the behest of we've all used the dollar yeah. uh, as the masses, unrealising what was happening. But the whole of the third world was made to pay for the benefits of the first world. Well, wow. now now it's changed. So we're going to have to go through a period of detox, and that's going to be quite painful. And we've been prepared for it. That's why I, you know, I I I, I started with this. Bank of England, key advisor. <laughs> Beware. You know, this, remember now, this is the Bank of England that in October backed the, uh, back the, uh, the OBR, Office of Budget Responsibility, which I termed the Office of Bloody Retards. You know, they said, you know, after the budget that was given by uh, I've forgotten the, the, the credit in name now, that creature. He was a jam salesman uh, in China. Uh, Hunt. Yeah. Uh, and they backed him up and they said, you know, it's great. You know, we'll get, We're, we're going to get uh, inflation down 2% within a year. And we'll have a growth and living standards be recouped. Now, so we go from October to the beginning of May. So we were more than halfway through. We have inflation at 10%. We have food prices rising by 26%. And what did the Bank of England say now? Oh, no. Inflation is going to be with us now. We're afraid. So these people, they haven't got a clue about their economy. They haven't got a clue. Well, that's not true. Uh, A number of them haven't, but the key players absolutely know what's taking place because they're all now jumping into the precious metals, gold and silver. But the point is, the detox period for us, I said that uh, it would be a small wave, first of all, but then I said the two tsunamis would come. I mentioned there would be three of them. In my opinion, well, the first two tsunami is about to break over us. In the next period, the next two months, it'll break, and uh, it's going to be painful. There's no doubt about it. But it we're still a way off from what the real effects, because it's going to be a huge depression, in my opinion, in the WCC countries. It will be a massive increase. In the living standards in the BRICS countries. And there's no two ways about that. I did say, I did say two years ago, I outlined this on on a program with you, where I said, Lou, it's inversely proportional. Their living standards will increase, while ours decrease. And uh, when I said it, yeah, there was a lot of flack. Are you mad? And in a war, the rubles rubble, the Chinese economy's down the tubes. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I let it go. I let all that pass. But now it's coming to fruition. Now China, 5.4%. Russia in a war, 0.7% growth. Look at the debt to GDP ratio. Virtually nothing in Russia. It's inflation, 3%. You know, what, what about the financial uh, disparity in China? Well, when, when the three banks went down in America, two, one, uh, one bank or three banks went up. Well, that was the Chinese, Russians, and Indian banks. They actually, why? Because even in the West now, they're beginning to jump over. They're beginning to realize. Look, Schultz goes over to see Xi Jinping, and he signs trade deals. Macron goes over. He doesn't go over his own. He takes 50 of the leading industrialists, an agri- agricultural people with him. What, what, the, what the West isn't saying to me, that they sign treaties left, right, and center? You know, BMW have got 50 plants now in China and are increasing. France are opening up haute couture, houses uh, in, in, in luxuries, etc. for the for burgeoning upper middle and upper middle class in China. The move is taking place. You know, he has a couple of hours with Xi Jinping, and he says, "Oh, we're not vassals. We can't be vassals. This is Macron. We've got to stand our ground." Now, whilst at the same time they're saying that, they're then paying lip service and they're acting against Russia, but realising which way that the arrow is pointing, they understand the future is not with the cabal, not with America, not with the U.S. cabal. The future is with. With the, with the BRICS countries, with the Heartland, the Heartland. That's where Europe looks to. And it's, it's that which has got to be borne, borne in mind as the developments take place. And if you think that uh, a detox is going to be bad year, it's, it's going to be horrific in America because there are $32 trillion held by, in foreign, uh, foreign, uh, foreign governments, you know, foreign reserves. Well, they're about to flow back into America. Nothing's going to stop them. You see, people say de dollarization. First of all, six months go rubbish. There's not going to be no de dollarization. Three months ago, yeah, well, there is a possibility. You know, Look at what Russia is doing. Now, oh, yeah, there is going to be de dollarization. The dollar's going to fall, but it's not going to fall for years, years and years. Really? I could see, can well see the dollar going within the next period. How does it go? Well, I've touched it many times. There are numerous ways in which the dollar can go. And to be honest, the BRICS have all the bullets in the chamber ready. Now, they're not going to do anything until they, if you like, firm up um, uh, Africa and uh, sort out some of the niggly little problems they've still got in the Middle East to, and, and niggly p- problems that they've got uh, in, in, in East, East Asia and South Asia. So, you can see how they're beginning now. How do you get away from the dollar with it? They're doing it. You now, people say, well, how are they going to do it? Well, they're doing it now. They're signing bilateral trade agreements. What do I mean by that? Well, that both countries can uh, deal in their own currencies, not the dollar, when they trade with each other. And then what's left at the end of the year, you pay in gold. You, know, you settlement in terms of trading gold. Now, that's enormously favourable for BRICS countries. That's enormously favourable for African countries because it is a continent, absolutely bursting at the seams with natural resources. In Russia, you have the natural resources being developed right now, can be facilitated. In the Middle East and OPEC Plus, you have you have oil, black gold. So you, you can you can imagine. All these bilateral agreements taking place. I, I'm not even, you know, Lula. I remember having to defend Lula six months ago. You know, all my, you know, all my fellow compadres, my fellow friends in the truth of the movement denounce you know, him as a West puppet, as a cabal puppet. No, really? Well, they don't see him that as now. They don't mention that, you know, they, I remember them hoisting Matthew Tiermond as, as one of the fighters. Yeah, I don't hear anything of them now. There's a soberization taking place amongst them. Well, they've got to, if you like, draw the conclusions of what I'm trying to get to, and that is that Q, isn't it? Q lit the fuse paper. Q lit the fuse paper. Without Q, we wouldn't be where we are today. Without Q, st- Q, as, uh, Q and the movie are real in every sense of the word. But they're one part of it. If you bear in mind that, think of the movie like a huge tanker. You can't turn on a 6 months and do it in two, two minutes. It takes weeks and weeks and weeks. But in the movie, it is taking time. But all the time, ground is being gained. And, uh, you know, there was a guy called Napier. Back in, I think, it was the 18th century, he developed uh, logarithmic, logarithm, which is a great... Uh, logarithms are a great step forward for math, uh, but he, he actually developed the logarithmic curve in which he showed that uh, it was virtually you know, like a straight line for a long period of time and then a slight curve up and a slight and then into a straight line. Poof! <laughs> it went straight. Well, the collapse of the cabal will be much on those lines and it's taking place. It seems that we're on this plateau, we're going there, the dollar's going back and forth, gold's going back and forth. Uh, you seem to have trade. In reality, it's all beginning to go down now. It's all fracturing. Supply trades will go first. Once the supply trades are cut, and they're being, they're being extinguished now, then, if you like, the, everything, everything starts to go peat-tong for the WCC countries, because unfortunately, We don't have. We have natural resources, but they're still in the ground. We have the ability to produce goods, but our factories aren't working anymore. The people that we once knew and once had an understanding of engineering are no longer around. That generation is retired. Might have to bring it back. High tech is collapsing. It's no longer the provider of big, big, big jobs. All these things we're facing, but what I will say, I'll end it with this. The movie always turned out favourably in our favour, of humanity's favour. Q reassured us not once, but a hundred times that, yep, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We will win. Stick with it. Nothing can stop what's coming. And nothing can. But you must have an appreciation of what is meant by the movie. What is meant by the Q drops? If you think it could have been turned around, it should have been turned around. If you think that Trump could have defeated the the jab, if you you think that he could have exposed the climate scam, yeah, i got a bridge to sell you. You're not living in the real world. Now, that might offend many truthers. That might offend many who've got their channels, who who stay silent on it. who, uh, you know, bring out the Q drop now and then say look we're on the path this is it you know somebody's, a, somebody's given some information somebody was in the military, somebody knows this you know peers, devolutions, whatever whatever good luck with that you stick with that rather be on the path of trying to analyze what's really taking place and give out information which really can uh, enthuse people and explain that uh, how they have been defeated and, the enormous strides being taken forward now. Yeah, well,
0: that's it. The whole education, we, we're there to explain to people what's going on, and this is kind of what's happening anyway. So, Roy, you've been amazing, as always. Um, I hope we can do another show after our marathon weekend. We've got ahead. Um, for those who are living off-planet and didn't know, myself, Catherine, Rick and Jason are embarking on another 30 to 36 hour podcastathon. We're kicking off on Saturday. Uh, the lineup includes Matt Letitsier, Richard Vobes, uh, Lawrence Fox, Sandy Adams, Brian Gerish, Alex Thompson, all of the team at Public Child Protection Wales. We've just got lists. Tanya Joy Gibson over from America, Ronnie Herman, who ex-school teacher over in Canada. Uh, the lovely Dave at Stop Hate, we've got Dr. Chan Abraham, we've got Sid Cordell from the Christian People's Alliance. The list just goes on. And on. Oh, oh, we've got Gemma Cooper, who was a former BBC presenter, And she's going to be joining us as well. She's now working with Dr. Tess Lowry at the World Council of Health. She had Kimberly and I on with them last week. And she's going to come in and say a few words for half an hour. Um, So it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a long weekend. If anyone has got a business that they would like us to run an advert, a 30-second advert, you have to make yourselves, If you send a £20 donation in, we will play your advert out once during the show. If you want it played out five times, you send us £100 and your advert will be played out throughout the weekend. All donations go to Public Child Protection Wales. Liberty Tactics has nothing to do with it. Liberty Tactics is funding this event on their own. They are not getting any money from Public Child Protection Wales, because Roy, that's the latest. Thank because all. we do stuff for Public Child Protection Wales, we um, we get a, a slice of the chunk of their fundraiser. That is an absolute lie. We get yeah. nothing. Everything about Liberty Tactic is funded solely by us. And a handful of very, very kind and generous people who like the work we're doing and appreciate it. Never, ever has Liberty Tactics taken a penny off of anybody. Okay, so hope that clears it up. And that fundraiser, all of that money goes towards the court case and what is going on at the moment and if you want to know what public child protection wales is all about go to publicchildprotectionwales.org a group of five families fighting to get rid of this education the education that your children in the uk will be will be uh, sitting down in lessons listening to and if it wasn't for these five parents god knows what would, what the world would be in so that's why we're doing it we don't have outside sources We're going to get lots of sleep because it's going to be a very long weekend. We're all traveling down to Cardiff to do it live down there. We're going to even be out on the streets talking to people, live streaming through the podcast-a-thon with Jason and the lovely Phil at Real News Live News. He'll be joining us on the Sunday and also be going out into the streets of Cardiff as well to talk to people about what's going on. So that's it, Roy. That's our weekend planned. And hopefully we can get you back in a week or so. With um, a geopolitical
1: update. Well, bless you for doing that, Lou, and good luck. And I'll be thinking of you. And by the way, I I, <laughs> I promised you a donation, and I'll send you the donation. You know, tw- I'll send twenty pound in, yes. and I'm hoping that uh, that the listeners who listen to this, you know, this is uh, you can't <laughs> the import of this work. It, 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 it's just un. It's just, it's what unlocks humanity, believe it or not. The children bring about the treatment of the children on this planet by the cabal, uh, through trafficking, through what they're doing in the schools. It's that which wakes humanity up. It's that which triggers the global movement. (laughs) And it's that subject
0: that triggers so many of the trouble that we get you know, you'd think Absolutely. everybody was out for children, but my goodness, no, they are not. You know. start bringing it's out the children. You start talking—not out—you start talking about the children and exposing what is going on. Because in my eyes, okay, I'm not physically like people going over to other countries. I'm not even like Kim and Matt. You know, my thing is, I I go down certain rabbit holes. I take information, I research, and then I try and get people on to discuss it on our shows and that's all we've been about because if we stay silent we are complicit
1: absolutely that's why it's
0: going on that's absolutely still going on that is why there aren't arrests coming every five minutes because no one will talk about it if people could put in the enough energy that they did during the covid or during you know about the 5g in protecting our children this issue wouldn't be as big as it is because we don't say anything they just continue and you know what those parents have done I mean it's just hats off we do absolutely nothing compared to all of those people out there doing it we just want to be a little platform that's all and just try and get the word out but it's very difficult when you're under so much
1: censorship well Lou bless you for all that and I wish you a great weekend I will I will I will I will listen in I'll definitely be listening as, as best that I can about coming on next week. If I if I can't make it next week, I definitely can make it the week after. So that's I won't it. leave us so, I won't I won't leave it so long. By the way, I don't mind doing them now because there's no preparation. I just speak off the top of my head. and that's an, should make an apology. If it if it comes over as very bitty and not coherent, then that's on me because I Roy, it's I just,
0: absolutely perfect. You're perfect as always. So stop. Honestly, your research and our little journey together—it's been a hell of a ride for nearly two years now, maybe more than that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it it's really has. Than that, so,
0: thank you, Roy. As always, you're our favourite Welsh wizard, and you're not—you're you, going to join Substack.
1: Uh, yeah, um, something is being done about the papers, but it's not going to be Substack. Uh, it's not, nothing's confirmed yet, but I will, I, when, it, when I've got more details, I'll bring it out. It's such a good development that's on, it's on, the, on the cards.
0: I'm delighted, Roy. So, um, Telegram, Royboy17. That's where you can find me. He's no longer on Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with him, you can either message him on his messenger, or you can always send an email to at Libertytactics.co.uk and I will make sure Roy gets the message.
1: Okay, Lou, I've got to go. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Roy Davis, as always. God bless you. And that's at libertytactics.co.uk. Tune in Saturday from noon for a 36 hour free, free event. There's a, a couple of events that have gone on recently over a weekend online where they are charging people to watch it. We don't think the truth should be charged for. This is free. What we're doing is we need donations for public child protection Wales to get this education out of the country. That's it. End of the show. We'll be back next week. God bless.
2: Chill, don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well babe, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight, pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate. Intimidate through fear and force, forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood, till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls, one of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent oh, One day, I hope you see
3: the truth This puppet show stays on because of you
2: just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it, deflected by some breaking news, Oh, we just accepted, it. expected it just to fall in line and follow their perspective, don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions, how these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested, read it in the testament, these children are protected, so I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic, refuse to be directed, lying, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet, uh. Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. A drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I'll pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day I hope
3: you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you.